S-I-N, S-I-N, the paralysis of life. And those who are following with me, if you open up your Bible with me to Mark, second chapter. Those who haven't caught on yet, yeah, we've been in Mark for a while. We're going to be in Mark till we get to the 16th chapter. So if you never read the Gospel of Mark now, hopefully you come Sunday, you're going to read it <laughs> and grow from it. Uh, in this second chapter, we'll be looking at verses 1 through 11, but I'm going to read uh, verses 7, um, 7 through 12. We'll be looking at verses 1 through 12, and I'm going to read verse 7 through 12. God's word says, why? does this man speak blasphemies like this? Who can forgive sins but God alone? But immediately when Jesus perceived in his spirit that they reasoned thus within themselves, he said to them, why do you reason about these things in your hearts? Which is easier to say to the paralytic, your sins are forgiven you or to say arise? Take up your bed and walk, but that you may know that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins. He said to the paralytic, I say to you, arise, take up your bed, and go to your house. Verse 12, somebody say immediately. Immediately. I didn't hear. I'm going to say everybody. Everybody say immediately. immediately. He arose took up the bed, and went out in the presence of them all, so that all were amazed and glorified God, saying, we never saw anything like this. Praise God for his word. Sin, the paralysis of life. Have you ever been paralyzed or stuck in a situation? And basically, paralysis means to be in an unmovable situation. I, being the baby of the family, always had to sit in the middle in the back seat of the car. And that's a paralyzing situation. My brother had long legs, and he made sure you knew he had long legs. He would spread them out, and my guy like this. I had long legs, too. I had a sister that was smaller than me, but she spread her legs like this, and my legs got even closer. If I sat back, they sat back, and my shoulders sunk in. I went in, they leaned forward, my shoulders sunk in. I, I just could not enjoy being in the middle. I couldn't wait until my mother got that van. But in the back of the car, then I sometimes with my dad had a station wagon, I'd be in the back of the station wagon, always looking in the back. Always want to be up front. Well, maybe you might have been in a long line. Like at the DMV, sorry, Aaron. But you be at the DMV. And you waiting just to get your driver's license renewed or to get your registration renewed. And you have to stay in that line, and it seems like you're not moving anywhere. Or maybe you might have been sitting at the Social Security Administration office. And I've seen people sitting in a chair for 30 minutes, waiting just for them to find out what they need to sit down again and wait a little bit longer. Or maybe you might have been in a traffic jam. You turned your car off because you know you weren't gonna move for a long time. Being in a situation where you cannot move to where you want to go, 
You cannot move and you're not comfortable. You're paralyzed. You're in a situation that's stopping you from getting to where you want to be. Sin stops you from getting where you want to be. Sin will do whatever it can to stop your movement in the right direction. Sin will do whatever it can to destroy your body, to make you not move in the right place. But we see that Jesus has come so that you can move and that you can move freely and you can move freely towards him and towards the kingdom of God. We find in the text here four brothers carrying a man who's paralyzed. These men realize that this man's in a condition that only one person can help him out in. Sin is a condition that only one person can help us out in. And that's Jesus. These men see that this guy's paralyzed. Doctors couldn't help him. Other people couldn't help him. Only we can car carry this burden. I'll say that again. Carry this burden. Maybe the sin in your life has become a burden on somebody else. Talk to me if you will. Maybe the issues in your life has impacted somebody else. Your lies brought lies into your household. Your unfaithfulness brought unfaithfulness in your relationship. Your greed took your finances into problems. Your recklessness has destroyed your house. You see here, we are dealing with things that will impact not only us, but impact other people that care about you. Uh, these four men cared about their brother so much that they're willing to carry his load, carry his burden all the way to Jesus. I'm glad that there's some people that got sense enough to know when there's a problem in their life that they can go to the Father in prayer. When there's troubles in their life, they know that I can go to Jesus and Jesus can change what's going on. Do I have a witness here? That you've been in a situation and you talk to your friends, you talk to your best friends, you talk to your mother, you talk to your father, but they just could not give you that answer that gave peace in your soul. But when you go to Jesus, it seems that everything's all right. Even when things don't change around, you just feel better because you're talking to Jesus. Even when you don't see immediate change, you feel all right because something on the inside is letting you know it's going to be all right. You see, these men here had faith enough to believe that Jesus could heal this man. But I, I want you to see here about what do you know about Jesus? These four men knew about Jesus, that he can heal people. He's back in Capernaum. If you're not familiar, he went there early. He touched Peter's mother-in-law, and her fever left her. Man with leprosy was healed. They've heard these stories, so they say, hey, I know somebody that can heal my brother. But I want you to see, what again, what do you know about Jesus? Jesus did not just come to heal people's bodily wounds. He did not come make, just to make the blind to see, nor the lame to walk. Because when he sees this paralytic man, the first thing he says to him is, 
your sins are forgiven. Jesus is concerned about what's stopping you from seeing him. Jesus is concerned what's stopping you from being in his father's house. Jesus is concerned that you don't go to hell, but that you go to heaven. Am I talking to anybody here? I believe that it said Jesus come to take away the sins of the world. I believe John the Baptist says, behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. I believe that when they brought the paralytic man, they came for him to be healed from being paralyzed. But Jesus says, your sins are forgiven. Am I talking to somebody here? I'm glad that Jesus, he's passed our wants and he looks at our needs. You can be whole on the outside, but so tore up on the inside. It does not matter how you look. It does not matter how you walk or how you talk because your heart is just so messed up. You look good on the outside, but you're ugly on the inside. And you know what? Sometimes people looking so good, you guess what? You can look good in hell. I ain't trying to hurt nobody. I want to let you know. You can look good in hell. But yet, when you look good on the inside, on the outside, you'll be changed. My Bible says, if you have the same Bible mind, it should say, you should say the same thing, that in the twinkling of an eye, we shall be changed. So if you think I'm ugly on the outside, just wait. Because when he comes, what he's done on the inside, you're going to see it on the outside. This man here comes by his friend's faith. To Jesus. Have you took in somebody else to Jesus? You saw the sin issues in their lives stopping them from moving in a direction. They keep on falling into the same rut. Whatever that issue may be. They keep on going. You say, Lord, please deliver my son, my brother, my sister. My, my spouse, my husband, my wife, my, my daughter, my cousin, my, my grandparents, please deliver them from this issue. They've been struggling with the Lord, and, and I realize they're not trusting you enough, but I trust you, that you can make a difference. I, I believe the record said, he said, because of your faith, because of their faith. He didn't talk to the president. He said, because of four men's faith. How did we know these four men were faithful? It said that when they came to the house, they could not walk in the door. Have you ever been to a store and you wanted to get in, but the door was locked? And you're looking for people on the inside say, please, can you open up for me? Will you just let me in? I, I know I'm, I might be a minute late, but could you just help me? I just need one thing. But you just can't get in. You don't give it. You rap a little bit longer. I, I remember I was at the movie theater and I dropped my phone. I like my phone, y'all. And I dropped my phone. I get out to the car to see what time it is and turn it back on. And I realize I don't have it. The theater closed. I, I like to go to midnight shows, you know, and watch them late. The theater's closed. I'm knocking on the door. People looked at me and said, I'm not going to open the door for that black man. <laughs> Can I talk for a moment? I knew what it was. I, I didn't look friendly. I was knocking on the door, had my hat on, you know, and they, they don't know who I am. He trying to sneak into the thing. He trying to do something. And then I said, let me smile a little bit. <laughs> Maybe that might engage them. And, and then one person stopped. 
and, and, and her, her male friend, he kept on walking, but she stopped, talked to him, said, hey, should I open the door? He said, if you want to. Say, basically, it's at your risk. But she let me in. I said, thank you. And I went and I got myself on. I wasn't going to give up stopping to get what I wanted to get. These men realized I'm not going to stop till I'm able to get what I need to get. I need to see Jesus. I need to talk to him. I need to make it to him. Nobody, no thing is going to stop me. Even if I got to tear up the roof, which they did. Even if I got to lower my burdens down, which they did. I know that he's a burden bearer. So let me carry my burdens to Jesus. Let me see him one more time. And let them know all about my troubles. And I know everything's going to be all right. You see, what do you know about Jesus? Do you know him to be able to speak into your situations? Do you know him the one that can remove sin out of your life through his death on the cross? That you no longer have to be a slave to sin. That you no longer be paralyzed by sin. Be locked down because you got an issue with lying. You can stop lying by just trusting Jesus. These men trusted Jesus and their brother was removed from his paralytic condition. But yet there's other people there who did not know Jesus. Like they knew Jesus. It says that they were speaking, he's saying that Jesus was speaking blasphemies. Because they said, who but God can forgive sins? And that's a very good question. Who but God can forgive sins? That's a, a very good question. Because, you know, you go to ask other people to forgive you, and they say, I forgive you, but I'm going to treat you the same. That's not forgiveness. That's just, I understand you did wrong, but I'm still going to treat you the same. That's what that is. I'm glad you know you're wrong. I'm going to show you wrong. But yet, God forgives. In a simple, he wipes away the debt. The money you owe, you no longer owe. The penalty you need to pay, you no longer need to pay. He forgives it. He removes it. And Jesus says your sins are forgiven. But yet you see these scribes, these Pharisees, who do not know Jesus for who he was, did not believe for him for who he said he was, and they doubted him. And watch this. Jesus knew what was in their hearts. What does that tell you? He knows what's in your heart. He already knows your issues. He knows what you're dealing with, and he's trying to help you to remove that issue out of your life. I'll say that again. I think I missed somebody. He knows what issue you're dealing with, and he's trying to help you remove that issue out of your life. Because that man in a paralytic condition, he didn't have to talk to the man in a paralytic condition, but he knew his issue. And he wanted to remove it out of his life. Those people that were doubting him, he knew their condition. He wanted to teach them so they would not be ignorant any longer. Because he said, well, wait a minute. Y'all, y'all thinking I don't know what I'm talking about here. Let me show you that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins. I say that he said, let me show you. That the Son of Man has a power to forgive sins. What bothers me is that people see you, but they don't see you. They see you, but they don't 
see you. I look good in my suit. But you don't see the condition of my heart. In my suit, I may look affluent. I may look educated. Maybe I might look snotty or snobbish. But if you know me, you know my heart. So you won't treat me because how I wear my suit. But you treat me because you know my heart. When you know somebody's heart, you know when they have good intentions and they have bad intentions. You know when they mess up. Because my mom knows my heart, I know when I mess up, she's understanding about why I messed up. I bring home bad grades. My mama knows the heart of her son. She says, son, you can do better, and I know you can. I'm not going to treat you as that grade is showing you your, your result. Oftentimes, we allow our outward expression be our inward impression, and we allow that to stop us from moving forward. Just like the leprous man, he was unclean, he had a dress unclean. Some of us feel so unclean, we act unclean, we stay unclean, we don't move to be clean. But we find a man, by the faith of the brothers, brought to Jesus in a paralytic situation. And Jesus was not just seeing the need physically, but he was seeing the need spiritually and emotionally. What sense would it make to be whole, but yet still going to hell? What sense does it mean to be rich, but you still don't have heaven in your life? What sense does it be to be so smart, but you don't know Jesus? Can I preach this thing? You see, if Jesus realized it don't matter about the body, I am concerned about your eternal well-being. And so for you to know that the Son of Man has the power to forgive sins, take up your mat. And walk. Tell somebody, take up your mat. And walk. Tell somebody else, take up your mat. And walk. Now, what does that have to do with forgiveness? I'm glad you asked that question. Jesus here has already forgiven the man. This man inward condition has been changed. But there's some people there that do not know what happened to him. They're still looking at his outward expression. <laughs> they see a man that's been forgiven of sins still on a mat, not moving. <laughs> I want you to know that sometimes in our lives, we are still in a position that we've been forgiven, but people want to keep us in that position. They don't think you've been changed, but you can say, I know I've been changed. And this man right here has been changed. How do we know he has been changed? Jesus says, I'll show you that I have power to forgive sins. He told the man, Pick up your mat and walk. What does that mean? It means this. That when you have been changed on the inside, you can show it on the outside. 
you can show people what I, how I used to be, <laughs> and then you can say, look at me now. I used to be here, but now I'm here. Because glory, <laughs> it was all because of Jesus. <laughs> Sin has left a crimson stain. Sin had me locked down and in bondage and in chains. But I'm glad who the Son has come to set free. It's free indeed. And I've been set free because Jesus has died for me. I've been set free because Jesus paid the price for me. I've been set free because he got up from that grave and is seated at the right hand of the Father. You see, so I can pick up my mat and walk. I want you to talk about how I used to be so I can tell you how I've been changed. Sometimes I need a reminder of how good he's been to me. I want, you to let me, I want you to let me know how I used to lie. I can tell you I don't do that anymore. I want you to tell me how I used to be a drunk. I tell you I don't do that anymore. I, I want you to talk about how I've been promiscuous. I tell you I, I don't do that anymore. Am I talking to somebody here? You have people that come up and tell you how they used to know you. And you can tell them, but I know Jesus. And because I know Jesus, I know my Father's will. And my Father's will is that I pick up my mat and walk. What does that mean? I'm glad you're asking that question. That means for me not to get back down on that mat, but keep on walking with the healing that he's blessed with me. I've been changed, and I'm going to walk in my new body, in my new mind, in my new talk, in my new walk. I used to be burdened. I used to be laid down. I was drowning, falling in the world of sin. But my Savior heard my cry and he picked me up and placed my feet on solid ground. That's why I can sing, my hope is built on nothing less but Jesus Christ and his righteousness. I'm glad I can go to the rock, the rock of my salvation. So look at where you are in your life. Don't think that this is all there is to be. It can change. And there's one, there's only one that can change. He has a lot of names. They call him Mighty Counselor. The bright and the morning star. The son of David. Emmanuel, the Alpha and the Omega. The beginning and the end. He is the Lamb of God. He is the root of Judah. I'm talking about Jesus. That Jesus that died for our sins. That Jesus that wants to remove that sin out of your life. But you need to come and lay down at his feet and accept your forgiveness. Repent and let them know I'm in a condition that Jesus, only you can redeem me out of. I'm in a condition that only you can set me free of. But I'm glad that you are a liberator. I'm glad you're a redeemer. I'm glad you're a reconciler. So everything that was wrong now has been made right through you. So where are you in your life? What's stopping you from getting closer to Jesus? What's stopping you 
from removing that issue that's stopping you from moving forward to Jesus. Jesus has given you all that you need for that. And know what he gave you? His life. I think I missed somebody. You know what he gave you? His life. Jesus let us know for God so loved the world. He gave his only begotten son that whomsoever believe in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Everlasting life. Everlasting life. So that when he comes back, you got a place to go. <laughs> and the place you want to go is heaven. I know people may not talk about hell, but you sure don't want to be there. <laughs> but heaven, the place of paradise. But you can't get there. Stuck in your sin. And God knew that. So Christ died for you. So you've been forgiven. Pick up your mat and walk. No longer let sin paralyze your life, but let sin know that I have a doctor that can make me walk. I have a doctor that can change my talk. I have a doctor that can change my mind. So I might have been in one condition when you saw me, but now you see me in another condition. I want you to talk about where I've been so I can tell you how I've been delivered. Isn't it good to testify? I've come a mighty long way. It wasn't because I did it, but because of Christ. Aren't you excited that Jesus loves you enough that he's willing to pay the penalty and suffer for you so that you don't have to? But remember this. He is concerned first and foremost what you need and not what you want. You can come and say, Lord, bless my finances, but he wants to touch your heart first. You can say, Lord, come and touch my mind. He wants to touch your heart first. He wants to know that you believe that Jesus is the Son of God, and that's how your sins are forgiven. And then you can walk and do what they said in verse 12. Immediately he arose. Immediately he arose took up the bed and went out in the presence of them all so that they were all amazed and glorified God, saying we never saw anything like this. That should be everybody's testimony. When you go to people, let them know, you have not seen anything like this before. God has redeemed me. You don't know what I've been through. You haven't seen anything like this before, but I'm glorifying God because I've seen the difference he's made in my life. Remove that sin issue out of your life. Go to the perfect doctor who can help you where you need it most and pick up your mat. Show your change. Walk in your change. Live in your change. And tell everybody, about your change. And God is pleased with your life. And you are pleased with your life. Because I want you to catch this. This was the sign of the kingdom. This man's body was made whole. 
and his soul was made whole. His body was made whole, and his soul was made whole. In Revelation, it said there'd be no more pain and no more sorry. Wipe away the tears from our eyes, because we all would be there in heaven redeemed. Jesus was showing us, look here, this is who I am. This is your eternal destination. And I'm giving you a glimpse of the kingdom right now. Imagine that day where you'll be in no more pain and no more suffering and no longer guilty but redeemed. And that's only through Jesus Christ. Every head bowed, every eyes closed. If there's someone here who does not know Jesus, as their Lord and Savior, who does not know Jesus as the one that can remove the sin from their lives, I want to introduce, to you, introduce him to you right now. The Bible says if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus died on the cross and God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. So if you believe that, I want to lead you in this prayer. Just repeat after me. God knows your heart. He knows your heart. Saying, dear Lord Jesus, that's right, dear Lord Jesus, I believe you died on the cross for my sin. And you rose again on the third day and defeated death and ascended into heaven at the right hand of the Father. And Jesus, I invite you to come into my heart and be my personal Lord and Savior. For I will forever walk with you and talk with you and be your disciple. I thank you, Jesus, for saving me. I thank you, Jesus, for forgiving me. Amen.